Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Hello, Edwin. Hello, Andrew. Well, Edwin, happy St. Patrick's Day. Isn't it a delightful day? Well, don't you know, and we're going to be reading from Psalm 29 this morning. <laughs> You're not wearing green. No, but I appreciate your green top hat. You are really into this. So don't pinch me. (laughs) Ah, yes. For all our faithful listeners who are now upset, we do not believe uh, in special saints. We know that all Christians are saints. We're just just, having a little fun. We just believe in luck. We believe in luck. (laughs) Okay, before this gets any deeper, let's just go on to Psalm 29. But I am going to be reading from the New Living Translation. Oh, boy. All right. Honor the Lord, you heavenly beings. Honor the Lord for his glory and strength. Honor the Lord for the glory of his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. The voice of the Lord echoes above the sea. The God of glory thunders. The Lord thunders over the mighty sea. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. The voice of the Lord splits the mighty cedars. The Lord shatters the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon's mountains skip like a calf. He makes Mount Hermon leap like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord strikes with bolts of lightning. The voice of the Lord makes the barren wilderness quake. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord twists mighty oaks and strips the forest bare. In his temple, everyone shouts, Glory! The Lord rules over the flood waters. The Lord reigns as king forever. The Lord gives his people strength. The Lord blesses them with peace. Mm. We've been talking all week about the voice of the Lord. It makes me want to change that song. Yeah. You know, the joy of the Lord, I mean, mm-hmm. the joy of the Lord. It makes me want to change it to the voice of, or have a version of it, the voice of the Lord that we just say over and over again. And, and it gives us strength because that's what the psalm says. Well, it does. And it is a refrain. And I, it does make you wonder about how performance of this psalm would have been mm. that when you have a refrain like this, it's easy for a congregation to call and response with it. The voice of the Lord. We saw it yesterday in creation. There's another layer though. Mm-hmm. So we've seen the story. Again, on its surface layer, this is the story of a storm. Mm-hmm. It's a storm that starts out over the waters in the Mediterranean. And you can imagine a person in Jerusalem looking out towards the sea and they can see the darkened sky and they can just see it's coming this way. And it makes its way up north. And all right, you convinced me. I've never been there. So I didn't know what the lay of the land was like. But you can't see Mount Hermon from Jerusalem. You I, cannot. I, 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 I guess that's why you should study those things instead of assuming. But you could see the darkness and the roiling clouds as they're going to be moving across the the Mediterranean Sea, heading up north and then coming south across Israel and Judah and through Jerusalem and down into Kadesh and just the, the power of God. We saw that on Monday. Yesterday, we talked about the layer of the voice of the Lord at creation, but there's another, there's another layer to mm-hmm. this as it tells the story. And this one I think might be a little bit more subtle because it talks about Lebanon. It talks about now the English standard and most translations will say Syrian. Okay. The New Living Translation, though, said Mount Hermon because right. they want us to understand that Syrian is Mount Hermon. Verse uh, verse six, we're talking about that. Yeah, Deuteronomy chapter three and verse nine actually tells us that Syrian was another name for Mount Hermon. Okay. So so it's talking about Mount Hermon, but but listen to this. 
the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon to skip like a calf, Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord flashes forth flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. Now, picturing mountains and then shaking and quaking and lightning, fly, fire flashing, and the voice of the Lord all in the same place. Does it make you think of something in the history of Israel? It makes me think about that time in the Exodus when God had led his people Israel out of Egyptian bondage. He had parted the waters of the Red Sea. They had crossed over on dry land. And once they had, Moses raised up his arms again, and those waters crushed down upon the forces of Pharaoh, and the Israelites were saved. Their journey was to go out to Mount Sinai in the wilderness to worship their God. Once they are there, Moses goes up on the mountain of the Lord. So what what we have is this, even though we saw the voice of the Lord in creation being over the waters, we go back and see something very similar at the Exodus, at the Red Sea. In Exodus chapter 14 and verse 21, Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and the Lord drove the sea back by a strong east wind all night and made the sea dry land and the waters were divided and the people of Israel went into the midst of the sea on dry ground, the waters being a wall to the right and the on their left. The Egyptians pursued and went in after them into the midst of the sea, all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots and his horsemen. And in the morning watch, the Lord in the pillar of fire and of cloud looked down on the Egyptian forces and threw the Egyptian forces into a panic, mm-hmm. clogging their chariot wheels so that they drove heavily. And the Egyptians said, let us free from flee from before Israel, for the Lord fights for them against the Egyptians. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea that the water may come back upon the Egyptians, upon their chariots and upon their horsemen. So Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and the sea returned to its normal course when the morning appeared and as the Egyptians fled into it the Lord threw the Egyptians into the midst of the sea the waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen of all the hosts of Pharaoh that had followed them into the sea not one of them remained what do we have there we again have the Lord Lord over the waters Mm -hmm. his voice commanding the waters his spirit moving the waters and the waters divide Mm -hmm. and dry land appears Mm -hmm. I mean that's if it's that's a, not hearkening back to creation, we, right. we shouldn't be surprised to see the same image. But then at this layer, we go a step further, and that is we get to Mount Sinai. The voice of the Lord spoken to Moses. To Moses, and then also to the people of Israel. They heard some of it, didn't they? Yeah, because what the Lord does at Mount Sinai, it says to Moses, all right, look, on the third day, I want you to gather the people here, and I'm going to speak to them. So they get all prepared. And the people show up and they were told, don't touch the mountain. Mm-hmm. And then the voice of the Lord happens and the people freak out. So as this episode is recalled in Deuteronomy 5, mm-hmm. verse 23, it says, and as soon as you heard, Moses is telling them what happened. And as soon as you heard the voice out of the midst of the darkness, while the mountain was burning with fire, you came near to me. All the heads of your tribes and your elders. And you said, behold, the Lord our God has shown us his glory and greatness. And we have heard his voice out of the midst of the fire. This day we have seen God speak with man and man still live. Now, therefore, why should we die? (laughs) For this great fire will consume us. If we hear the voice of the Lord our God anymore, we shall die. 
Go near and hear all that the Lord our God will say and speak to us all that the Lord our God will speak to you and we will hear and do it. So they had learned the lesson that you should have learned at creation, which is everything obeys the voice of the Lord, we should too. Okay, and so they are committing to that, but getting a little sense of what his voice is like, they're afraid to hear it, will kill them. Yeah, in fact... Back in Exodus chapter 20, Moses responds to all of this fear and he says, God has come to test you. This is Exodus 20, 20. God has come to test you that the fear of him may be before you that you may not sin. Mm. In other words, this this image of the voice of the Lord, this the thunder, the lightning, the darkness, the quaking of the mountains, the trembling, the storm, just and the thundering of the voice. Mm-hmm was the idea that this is supposed to purify you. This is refining you. Mm. You are you are in the crucible right now, and the slag needs to come to the top, and you need to scrape it off and realize this is the God we serve. It did move them to commit and make an important commitment. Moses, whatever you say God said, we will do. We're wanting to follow his voice, even if we can't handle hearing it audibly ourselves. Which is a little ironic, but before I explain that, I think we do need to back up to the first two verses, which we haven't said much about. I'm I'm now talking about back in Psalm 29. Oh, okay. Ascribe to the Lord, O heavenly beings, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength, ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name, worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. Mm Mm-hmm. I think one of the big mistakes today is, is going back to what we said on Monday, is that we only want to see this very soft and gentle yeah. and peaceful God of the still calm breeze. And when that's the way we only think of God, we are not ascribing to him the glory and the strength and the power and the majesty that his voice really commands. The storm commands this obedience and fear and understanding I can't control this. I can't harness it. I can only listen to it. Sometimes you see preachers on television and they're, you know, recounting to audiences, oh, I was just talking to God the other day. You know, different, I think some of these word of faith guys and health wealth guys, it seems like God's always talking to them. And they make it sound like God, you know, it's just like a a buddy calling you up on the cell phone or something. I was just talking to God the other day. God said this. I said, well, Lord, what do you think about that? He said, well, I don't know about that. You know, they tell stories this way. And I mean, it's just shocking blasphemy. But if you know anything about how God speaks in the Bible, uh, there's no way that would happen. There's no way you'd just be sitting chumming around. Even Elijah, it wasn't like that. Mm -mm. No, again and again and again, when God comes in on the scene, it's falling on your face and a lot of times in involuntary. There's this loss of appreciation of the holiness of God, and that is to the detriment of a person. Which brings us now to the irony. They they hear the voice of the Lord, and Moses tells them, this happened so that you would obey this voice, that you would realize how important this is. Mm. And almost immediately, what do they do? They disobey the voice. They've committed to it. They commit to it. They say, Moses, you come down and tell us what he said. We will do it. He goes up there. He's gone for a little while, though. And they think he's died. 40 days, right? Yeah. I mean, well, that's what happens when you hear the voice. We knew it would happen. We knew if you listen to the voice of the Lord, you're going to die. That's probably what's happened happened to to that man. Yeah. Yeah. And so they create an idol. Yeah. They violate the second command. Don't make idols. Don't yeah. make carved images. carved images. Okay. Now they try to pretend that this is Yahweh, mm-hmm. 
And But you know, this ties back to Psalm 28. They were paying homage to the works of their own hands and ignoring the work of the hand of the Lord. They were not giving regard to the voice of the Lord. And now we have the voice of the Lord here in Psalm 29, and it reminds us, what is the purpose behind this? The, the whole point of this psalm is to remind us of what, ha- well, not, not the only point, one of the points of the psalm is to remind us what happened on Sinai, because that's a test to cause us to fear the Lord and follow his voice. And to respect his voice. And that the, the fear of the Lord that comes about by the voice of the Lord is a pure thing and a clean thing. We need that. So one of the things I have to ask as we start to wrap up is why would David take this kind of roundabout way? Why didn't he just mention Sinai? Or why didn't he just mention Zion? Why why does he make it up at Mount Hermon? And here's my here's my thought. I'll throw this out. Maybe I'm completely off base on this. But because what he does is he tells a story about Mount Hermon way up in the north mm-hmm. that reminds you of Mount Sinai way down in the south while he's telling about the story that's going to pass from the north across the Temple Mount where David is mm-hmm. down into the wilderness of Kadesh and beyond. And what you actually have is this subtle reminder that Yahweh is not simply Lord on Zion. Mm. He is not simply Lord on Sinai. Mm -hmm. He's not Lord on Hermon. He's Lord everywhere. Everywhere. He's Lord over the waters. He's Lord over Hermon. He's Lord over Jerusalem. He's Lord over Sinai. He's Lord over Kadesh. He's Lord over the forest. He's Lord over the animals. He's Lord over the wind. He's Lord over everything. That's our Lord. Let's listen to his voice. We're so glad that you joined us for Text Talk today. What are you learning? We'd like to know. Please share. Send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Let's pray. Our great God and Father, again, we are humbled as we consider your mighty voice, the voice of the Lord from Psalm 29. We see in the scripture these pictures of power that, that we we try to understand. We, we get a sense and we get a glimpse of your majesty and your might and your power Father, may we be humbled before your word. Father, may we commit to follow that word and be faithful to it until the end. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.